We are back at the original spot where it all started. DC, you know. Like my initials, DC. I love DC, man. DC has blessed me. I say that. I turned 21 in DC. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. I turned 21 with the stadium. Yeah, I went in there oh, with you? like $200, boy. <laughs> you could tell me back then, boy, I wasn't the man. Boy, I went in there with $200. 30 minutes later, I'm flat. I believe it. <laughs> I'm talking right, about police. Yeah. So, welcome oh, to the district. Oh, the district cut right in 21, right? Damn, boy, you should have threw that bread like that, man. But I had a good ass time, man. So, I, I love DC. A lot of memories here. And it's been a minute. Yeah. Yo, I know it has been. I don't even want to put a date on when our last episode dropped. But, you know, I'll take the blame. You know, my, my, right, our schedules is it's tough. And as we recap, our first season, this is the final episode. Like, where is your head at? What sticks out? Just tell me what's at the top of mind. No, I think one of the most important things in the time that we've had to just really focus on our friendship and building like an organic flow so that when we come to the, the mic that we have, you know, content. And so that's been a lot of what we've been doing behind the scenes. And that's been a huge part of, like, my day-to-day life, you know, aside from all the other stuff that's going yeah, on. a lot. Know, career shifts, education and aviation from... I'm thank giving you, you your flowers now you, for man. the transition, and congratulations. Thank you, thank you. We'll, we'll talk about that. But it's it's been quite an experience and something that I've been really happy about, you know, in these past few months, just, you know, taking that chance to step into a new lane, Cause I always said I don't want to be a shoulda coulda woulda ass. That part, you know. That part. And so I took that step. And, and again, even acknowledging and what you you did going into the tech industry full, f- you know, full force. I'm a techie. Yeah, I'm a techie now. Man, and your impact <laughs> too. Like I think that's that's what's been happening is just like a lot of life moments. And part of the conversation we had today is talking about like when we're in those moments, how to appreciate them and not just simply let them go by. And so I celebrate you as well with the the tremendous work you doing, man. Like that shit, like is is super dope. Knowing how far it, you've taken your initiative to remain committed to HBCUs even beyond, you know, working in that environment in itself. So hats off to you, man. I appreciate that, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's man. so good things, right? I think across the board, the silence wasn't necessarily we trying to get our shit together. It's just mm. kind of like life is trending upward. And like you said, it's just a period, like, you know, six months after the death of my grandmother, it's a state of transition. Just trying to stay black, stay sane, but also move the needle in our community, right? Like, I think I've been focused on liberated living, like we ain't got time in the words of B, because we don't got time. So if it ain't peace or coinage, good night. Just exactly. where I'm at, good night. If you ain't, you either bringing me peace or you bringing me coin. If you ain't bringing either or, you can't fit into this mode. You gotta move out the way. You gotta move out the way. So that's just the space I'm in. And when I think about our episodes, man, which one is your fave that has oh, released I, so I, far? Why did you ask me that on, on the, on the <laughs> spot, got... man? You know, that, that out of all the conversations y'all we done had, <laughs> this man never asked me that. <laughs> and then he gets on this damn mic and decided to ask me that on the spot. <laughs> I got so I mean I I've been listening to our content and going back. I, I just love it, man. We 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 put out some good stuff and so I it's hard for me to say a favorite episode so soon cuz I I think we even got episode ideas that's right. probably my favorite. Right. Right. We right. Recorded we yet, <laughs> you know, so yet. I I'll say one that I revisit quite often is that episode when we were discussing grief though because it's it's a f- ongoing process, right? You know, and it's a huge part of navigate navigating day to day life when you know you 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 miss a special person that has you know filled so much of you know love you know into your heart, and so now it feels like it's a, a empty space because that physical presence doesn't exist. Facts. And so, regardless of the time frame, you know, in which that person you know left this earth. It still leaves like a a, a a soreness, and so that episode is one that I I quite find myself going back to. Okay, let me perk up. Like this 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 some energy that I need, and I can get out of that episode. But then there's also like 
our other episode, like our very first episode, <laughs> you know, which a lot of people really like as well because it kind of talks about our early stages of how we even met and became friends. And here we are now, you know, reflecting on moments like of episodes that we've recorded, like really just dedicated that time to, right. you know, so I think it, it really shines on the fact that we've, we've been taking some steps to be committed to OLP. You know, this, this has really been a, a fun experience. And so to, to get back to the point, liberated living, man, has been a huge part of me focusing on myself, mm-hmm. you know, internally, who am I, what do I contribute to life? And so I feel like those episodes have been giving me those reflective moments. Mm-hmm. Yep. Facts. Know. Same. Like, I think Off Jump episode one is always just <laughs> <laughs> It's my favorite because so much just behind the scenes of trying to even get to that episode one. And I just think always reflecting on our friendship and how it like all started. Like it's just a dope episode. But I think another one that sticks to comes off the top of mind is jumping off the port because that's some real talk around the unhealthy, mm-hmm. toxic mannerisms of men Mm. and our family our uncles our big cousins and kind of how they help us define what sexuality is um Mm -hmm. so that was like a big i was like i was like that's dope that's the one and you know i don't even like really going back to listen y'all i don't (laughs) i do not like hearing i don't like like hearing myself talk but i I think it's been one thing you know even being away from the mic you know for a little while especially in the studio setting and it's like damn it's, it's feel it's feel refreshing you know and so in reflecting in that whole time space it's just damn i feel proud of what i'm doing and what we're doing and bringing out of line podcast you know to our community to our listeners to our followers and, and just being able to say this is what we are you know and out of that we've we've developed some intentional outcomes and that's part of what we'll be discussing in this episode is like how do we intentionally live a life of passion you know because there's so much noise noise you know we live in 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 the u.s and that may exist in even other countries where it's like everything is so chaotic everything is happening at such a fast pace time is moving you know and here we are trying to figure out like how do i pursue my own happiness Stand black and sane. Stand yeah. black and sane and moving the needle. Real Period. life, man. Like, Period. How do how do I like hold what's dear to me? What are my values? And I think that's what a part of you know that hiatus has been is do I really value? You know, how do I and how do know, I execute on those values? Exactly. And communicate know? and articulate. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Wait, before we go deep though, before mm. we go deep, you know music has been popping over the past man, couple of months. Off, man. And like that just, all of that, right? I feel like music is a whole, is influencing us in different spaces and just how we move and what the culture of music is. And you know, I had to give it up to the Judys, to the kids, gotta give B a shout out for Renaissance, like what that album yeah. is for the gay community. Stand up, period. I see y'all. V, thank you. Yeah, she's like something up for y'all. So, I, hey, shout out to B. She she definitely bought some. I seen her on the horse, you Bro. know, with that silver. You know, I'm looking for one. On. I'm trying to get, get <laughs> Trying uh, to give me a horse. But yeah, man, but, but, but that whole takeoff situation, I think that was also a moment of reflection with knowing that takeoff was such a humble guy. You know, didn't hear really much about him you know, in the, in, the, in the media. And the way he just carried himself, I always respected him from a, from a distance. Of course, I haven't met him in, in real life, but I just seen so much of him and me in terms of just being like lay low type, you know, never really doing too much. And here it is, this man life was taken. And, you know, people can say that every day in the hood, but it's, it's still a moment of clarity where it's down. I dying every day in the hood, Legit. and now that shit just reaching every other, Wake up. you know, front. And it's just like, how do how do we maneuver throughout all that chaos? Because that that leaves us in traumatic, you know, spaces where we got to process like constant death of black men. 
you know, and so that's that's the noise and that's the chaos that you have to, you know, maneuver through, you know, as you as you figure out like, how do I keep me me? Because like mm-hmm. you said, staying black and sane, that's a daily ass that's task. That's a, a second. It's by second. Yeah, I right. mean, every every moment, bro. It's it's just like you you gotta remain focused, and you can't be distracted out here. And that's that's a part of pursuing your passion. You know, making sure that you you evaluate who you are. So let's hop into it because you you taking yeah, us there. Like yeah, you, man, y'all I, can hey. see he's Mister Mike. He's there. <laughs> so let's just hop into it. So you know, we're we're going with the flow of what is liberated living. We ain't got time, man. Mm-hmm. Me and you have had a lot of conversations, and just as I reflect and think through my why, as I navigate my internal family management system which we'll have to save that for another yeah, topic yeah that but was nonetheless it's like how are you living the american dream against an un-american reality Ooh. and you know we be grinding we say we grinding we grinding we grinding but low-key when you pull out the ruler to measure up our accomplishments there's no lines on the ruler we don't even know why we grinding or what we're chasing for yeah that because that american dream what is the like? Stop, let's start there. What is uh, your shit, pers- they 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 said it was you know the White House picket fence, you know the the nuclear family, you know college educated, you freedom, know freedom, equality, financially, you know that's that's what they said it was, you know, but I think we live in a reality where that's constantly being challenged. Like, how could you tell me that I should be able to have? You know, a, a white house with a picket fence. Right. I don't even like the color white. No, t- no, shade. no, t- no <laughs> but, shade. I don't mean to like that. <laughs> but, but, but come on. But when you 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 some constantly submersing me into poverty, you know, you you see a, a a gross wealth gap. I'm talking about the disparity is is so out of control that it's ain't no way you can tell me there's an American dream that I can pursue if you allow for, you know, this 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 like enormous gap i'm talking about people are becoming poor wealthier becoming wealthier you know top 10 and here it is people are day-to-day trying to pursue you know this american dream this if it feels like an illusion so it what, is. what type of reality are we living in you know when we, we we talk about all these things these these particular freedoms right what is, what is freedom in this country what does freedom mean to us hey. visually too though right exactly. like are we escaping and I think going back to your point, like when I think about an American dream, it was the same thing. Like mm-hmm. I knew education was priority, yeah. but I also knew getting out of West Virginia was priority, at least in my journey. And like you said, it was degrees, money, job, eight to five, very linear, right? Mm-hmm. Like very linear, but nobody unpacks all the other nuances right. to even get to the dream. And like what, you know, it's an un-American life. Right. The reality is... The American dream is based off of your perspective and how you define your why and your happiness and what you're trying to build, too. Because your passion, I, f- I feel like it should be a pursuit of passion. Like, this this whole idea of an American dream is so far-fetched that your reality doesn't doesn't ever align with it. You know, so why not pursue your passion? Because I think out of pursuit of passion... And which is a constant struggle because, again, you have things constantly just tugging with you, right? Like you got life happening in every every which way. And so you, you, you got to find a way to be able to, like, keep that close to you. Because if not, like, you, you'll be out, out here just living like a reckless-ass life. And I feel like we, we've lost the sense of value and who we are because we haven't been able to focus and hone in on you know, pursuit of passion, things that we we really get excited about that make us happy. You know, our friend circles, our family, you know, being intentional about having moments where we can always, you know, reflect on them and say, damn, I, I really lived a fulfilling life. You know, so I, I like I said, when I talk about, you know, my family and my friends and, and the people that I've connected with, especially in professional spaces, I feel very less. Like, for real, because I've come across, like, great people. And sometimes it's, it's hard to relish in that moment because it's, it's so much happening. Always. It's a lot of noise, like you said, and it's chaotic. And 
it's also asking ourselves because you know I'm always about flipping the question and yeah. like thinking about thinking about something from a different perspective. And we talk about the American dream and we're chasing the American dream. But I had to sit back and ask myself, am I not actually living technically mm. the American dream? Like when I think about what my family and my grandmother has done to position me mm. where I'm at, it's just this is what she fought for, right? Mm. She fought for me to have the highest degree of education and to value mm. education. She fought for me to understand how to get out of West Virginia and see the world beyond what's in front of me you know she taught me the understanding the finances and how to move i could have took a little bit more there though (laughs) no shade no shade but i definitely could have took a little more education there but just to your point who's to say we're not living and you know when i look at research and i don't say this to be boastful but i was reading some research the other day and it's like this calculator for black men to see where they fall at in the perspective of on the spectrum of society and it's based off of education, your background, and then how much you bring it in. Mm. When I took this test, it had me in the 1%, in the 1% of black men, based off of all of, you know, the criteria that I put in. But when I sit back and reflect, I'm like, wait, I don't fucking feel like I'm in the 1% anything. I still Mm. feel like there's so much more to be accomplished. But to your point, it's what is there so much more? Like, you literally... Not saying that life is perfect, but, you know, the fact that we're sitting here, we took off work. Mm. We have a job that we can take off work from, too. We can travel. We're in a studio and we're recording something that we're passionate about. Is that not the American dream? I feel like that's pursuit of passion. You feel me? Like, that's that's what it's getting at for me, because I I feel like the American dream doesn't even exist. That our reality doesn't even allow for us to even try to pursue something like that. You know, so I, what I what I sense is like a, a pursuit of passion where, like you said, when we measuring, you got to say sometimes, what am I measuring myself up? Again? Right. And why am I chasing this? What is what is my why? And I guess and let's talk. Let's talk. I know this is not part of the topic. Here I go. I know going left. <laughs> but let's talk about finding your why just for a quick second, because we say and hold the passion close to you. But do you know your why? Do you feel like you know your why? How did you get connected to that? And what does that mean? Like, even if you, you know, I ain't trying to put you on the spot. But. Yeah, nah, I, I get it. I think it's, that's that's one of those things that's a lifelong process because as you grow, you have more experiences. You realize, like, different impacts that you can have amongst, you know, the people that you're connected with. So we were, we were talking about earlier, like, I, I reflected on how many students I provided free passports too, and in two hundred plus to be exact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, give you your flowers uh, again. Thank you, man. For real. So sometimes it doesn't feel like in the moment. Like yeah, you, you know you're doing it, but when you reflect internally, like you should be proud. You know you've you've mobilized people in a way that you know hasn't been accessible to a lot of us. And so I think it's easy to be like on to the next. Of course, we we have things that we can measure ourselves against and say, oh, this is where we should be at, be at by you know this year. But it's really like what 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 is what's happening in the moment? Because I look at it like that impact is is timeless at this point, right? One one person traveled and they have a, a, a redefining life experience and then they tell that story for generations to come. That's, right. That's, that's something impact. that I'm connected to. And I think is is if we don't sometimes reflect on those moments and feel proud about it. Right. Like we'll miss out like what life is really about in these pursuit of other things that are not about passion. You know, so I even when I hear you talk about you know, your impact and how you approach things, you know, with, with family, with friends. And I'm like, okay, I can, I can take little notes from your rule book. You feel me? <laughs> for real, for real. And everything is a teaching moment, a learning moment. You feel me? If I could be teach, uh, you know, taught something, then let me go ahead and learn. Teach it. You know? And if I can be able to, you know, share that knowledge with somebody else, then that's a beautiful thing too. Right. You know, so. But yeah. how, so we say really, I was trying to figure out what is my gift, right? Mm. One, what do I enjoy doing? Two, what do I feel are my gifts that are just my natural gifts? And then I feel like your why begins to connect 
once you hone in on those two things, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what makes me happy? What am I good at? Now, how do I take both of those energies to go impact the world? Exactly. Like, even though there's a lot of noise going on in this world, it's not okay to be status quo at any point. Like, any religion that you mm-hmm. believe in, they, they was working. They Like, they were active <laughs> participants alike. Nobody had time to sit around and think through that's every religion beyond just mm. christianity when you look at all the you know the stories we hear about our religion it's like everybody had to be an active participant in life and status quo is not okay but it's also defining you know i was in an uber ride once and i didn't even know this man this is right when my granny died i didn't even know this man mm. and he was like young man i didn't even say nothing i just got in the car we ride in he was like young man like trying to get my attention i was like yes sir and he was just like i'm gonna just leave you with this he was like your goal is to try to change one mind a day you don't have to change the world in a day Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to change the world in a day but as long as you aim for just changing one person's mind in a conversation that is you good that is you know that's and that's the power of impact you know it don't it don't and that's it sometimes we feel like things got to be so grandiose so big that we miss those small moments where the impact is already had you know and we can continue to build on that but again we we get so caught up in the chaos and the noise you know and and we 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 miss that right you know so i think about this this these i'm thinking about this all the time when we used to go to the countryside and it was it was really not a time, but it was a, a reoccurring thing that we would do over the summer. We would go to the countryside, North Florida, Mariana, take this long journey, this ride up from from Miami to to Mariana, and we would, we would go to Grandma's house for the summer. And we used to like literally measure ourselves. Oh yeah, and like then, the height, right? Yeah, yeah like our, our height. You did know. y'all draw it on the? Y'all, you know, black people like be like, the, "Don't write on my walls." I think it was like the <laughs> the indentation. Gotcha. It was little indentation. So every summer you used to just go to, and it used to be like sometimes six month gaps. Sometimes you might slip up there and and go visit somebody, you know, or it's a funeral or mm-hmm. some other occasion, but. Over a year of time, you just realize how much you've grown. Um, physically, physically, like not even, but if you put what you just said into the terms of mentally and spiritually, it's something to be celebrating, exactly. especially when you combine all three. And we, as a kid, you were happy. I was happy to, to know that I've grown. And I'm looking at the physical sense, but it's like that 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 same excitement should remain in us when we've grown when we've elevated and when we've done things that impact our community in a good way. And I feel like that's what this whole podcast approach has been for us is like, how do we impact our community in a good way? We're not professing to be, you know, philosophers or any, you know, high caliber podcast, you know. It's like, nah, we we just want to know how can we impact our community in a good way and give tangibles. It's the t- so, it's hold on pause right there because you know I'm all about and Tierica shout out to you because Tierica <laughs> be like I just need something tangible mm-hmm. that's what it's about right because mm-hmm. we can have all of these conversations around what is we know the themes like in my HBCU work I always joke when I walk into a room get ready to do a panel. I'm like I'm not here to listen to the problems like I've been on this earth mm-hmm. for 33 years. I grew up on an H. We talking about the same problems that we was talking about. I'm here to change. Like right. I don't got time. I'm mm-hmm. here to change, and I need something tangible. And I need to make sure I'm leaving something tangible behind for those that are coming behind me. Real life, you know. And I hate the concept of you know how you meet somebody at a conference. They hear something about your research, or they hear something peer, and they like, mm-hmm. oh, bro, I got you. Let me. Why mm-hmm. I'm about to connect you to this and that. You don't even hear from the motherfucker ever again. They don't respond to your emails. Then they give you some short-lived advice and you still look at, motherfucker, I'm at where I was at six months ago waiting yeah. around with you. Yeah. So it's a passion of mine that like, no, let's tell people how we're doing it. Like, mm-hmm. what does it look like? I just, it's a level of, it's a mental, it's a state of mind. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like a state of mind that at the end of the day, life is going life. I got 24 hours in a day. How can I get the most out of this that fulfills all my happy zones? My physical activity, wadi yeah. wabudi woo bet, my energy with my friends, my professional, my spiritual. It's what can I do in this day? And life is going to continue to life, but we can't get knocked off. Yeah. Like it's keeping that focus on the why. And 
while people, you know, I think about something little. Like, people are like, why should we vote? Yeah. No, liberated living <laughs> is voting. Like, even though you may not understand the concept of where your vote goes or who, mm. I don't even understand the concept of where the vote goes, but I'm still voting because at the end of the day, there was people in these streets. Yeah, people definitely made ultimate sacrifices for us to have access to voting. To fill out a, a ballot. Right. And, you know, and everyone, you know, I go back to James Baldwin, right? Mm. I was walk, watching a documentary with him, mm -hmm. Nikki Giovanni, oh, yeah, and yeah. he talks about how, like, one, their whole conversation was preparing us in a way, right? Like, yeah. he thinking about this conversation happening years ago, He's our job is to prepare because the storm ain't even came yet. Bro, you, you, James Baldwin, fire next time. Like, legit, he was like, mm -hmm. the storm ain't even, it ain't even hit yet. We mm -hmm. just trying to prepare people for when the storm comes. And then he even talks about how he left the country because he was like, it was so much noise. I didn't even mm -hmm. know my name. I didn't know who I was. I couldn't think. I yeah, couldn't really yeah. tap in. I had to get out of America to just go sit somewhere across seas. That's what that's what liberated living is. And be. Right? That's, that's the epitome of liberated living, like taking control and saying, for one, I got to do something different. Because what I'm being constantly immersed in is chaotic, it's Toxic. damaging, right? Like I got PTSD from all these experiences, so I may, may I, maybe I need to, you know, go ahead and dip out, right? <laughs> right? Legit. And that's that's going back to you know mobilizing people is just one of those things that I'm so passionate about because I realize sometimes you have to step out of this country because it it will drive you insane if you if you don't get an opportunity to just say okay this is me or your town yeah let's not even yeah. let's not even jump to the country piece but to that, your point like it's like even step out your house step out right. your hood step out your way of thinking for a day even you don't even gotta physically move just think out of your way of thinking for a day and look at it from a different perspective exactly and even that is adding value in a different way and i yeah the the the, the other thing I, I would say about that is you, you get a wholesome perspective on, on life in general from, from travel, I would say. But as, as, you, as you made the point about, like, the mental aspect, just stepping out of, you know, what you've been socially immersed in and, and, and taught and challenging those perspectives, I think a lot of that you do get that out of, of travel as well. And so when James Baldwin decided to, to move abroad and then... You know, oh, still. pause. Who is, you know, everybody may not know who James Baldwin is. Can you just do a quick little 30-second on who I, I, would, I would say just <laughs> James Baldwin fighting next time. I think his his text right there kind of gives you a, a full-on, like, perspective of who he is as a literary author. I, I feel like his name should be mentioned as much as Martin Luther King, Malcolm X. Because he was behind the scenes right, right. running their shows. It, By the way, a black gay man, <laughs> FYI. Yeah, James Baldwin. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and that, that's that's going to be for our, our next season. So I definitely want to tune in the hidden voices of the of the movement. That's going to be a huge segment that we're going to focus on and, and roll out for, for, for our listeners and for our community. But yeah, James Baldwin, dynamic in every which way. You, you, you can go as far as calling him a, a, an activist, but he was a literary. And he was one that had so much poise and tact in how he, you know, made his way onto American white media and challenged them like no other activist, you know. So I think James Baldwin really brought to the forefront, like, how to challenge and attack, you know, political instability how to how to challenge and attack you know discrimination mm -hmm. issues around uh black social welfare you know all, all types of things and so james baldwin again fighting next time I, I would say if you can check that text out that that's probably one of the most respected texts that he's he's have out but going back to the point liberated living on that on that next note is intention creating intentional moments and you share something with me that really stood out which I was unfortunately didn't make it to was your, your birthday, right? Because we exist in so many spaces and, you know, whether we're developing relationships in a professional setting and then trying to, you know, take our relationships with our family to the next level. So marrying those two worlds and you was able to do that, I felt like that was a very intentional moment that you had as of recent, 
that I I was like, okay, maybe that's something that I can approach my family with is introducing them to some of the, the folks that I've developed relationships with throughout the years, especially in the professional space, because I've, I've come across like some of the most dynamic people in the world, I feel like. Dope, across you know, the board. Uh, I met you through work. I met some other really talented people, and I've since developed, you know, real deep connections with those people. And so it's just like my family could also benefit from that, right? To know, okay, this this particular space that he's in, you know, he's been intentional about creating impact, mm-hmm. right? The work we did together at, 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 you know, previous institutions. Yep. You know, like the impact is just profound. And I think our, our families can benefit from seeing like how we organize in a professional space to achieve our outcomes, you know, because I think it's just beneficial to our community as a whole. To have that exposure. And I'll talk a little bit about what Black Motors is referring to is my birthday is January 9th. So late earlier this year, rented out a resort, a private resort and invited about 45 of my closest friends and family across all streams of life and probably only about 20 25 came but the reason again intentionality right like in my mind one there was something in my gut that was like yo this moment just has to be well thought out it has to be intentional and looking back it was the last moment I shared with my grandmother so Mm -hmm. even seeing that in retrospect retrospect is crazy Mm -hmm. but nonetheless my goal of my birthday was like all right what's important one I want to celebrate life Mm -hmm. two there's a lot of different perceptions that I'm trying to explain and educate my family on, meaning what is, you know, what does black healthy friendships look like? What mm. does black gayness look like? What does black excellence look like? What does that look like across the board? On the flip side, I know that all of my friends, too, have just been going through a lot. So it was like I want everybody to be able to show up and just tap into nothing but dope energy mm. and Everyone came to this space in Florida and it was just a dope vibe. And more importantly, my family left. Wait, yeah. this is what the fuck you be out here in these streets yeah, doing? Yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. was like, hold up, we need just seeing, you know, my cousin was like, I definitely need to rethink my friendships. This is a different level of healthy friendships. My aunt, who's definitely homophobic, was like, okay, wait, gayness isn't what I saw in West Virginia growing up. Mm-hmm. It has a whole different mind of its own what is black excellence black black excellence is more than what you see on tv it comes in all shapes and sizes and so it was just been intentional about how do i instead of trying to beat an idea continue to create intentional moments like that throughout life but i also think we talk about how to get to again to liberate a living is boundaries like when i reflect on all of our episodes and if you know me anytime you come with me with any shit period I'm going to ask you, did you do some internal reflection yourself? Like, where are you wrong in the scenario? And, you know, people be like, can you just listen? No, where are you wrong in the scenario? How can you reflect? So one, it's about to get to that liberated living. You have to understand who you are. And it's about having a conversation. You heard me mention the family internal system. And I'll just add a little light to what that is. We all have these people in our brains that are sitting at a table helping us make decisions. You have your ego, which is the one that's like, you a bad bitch, wadi wah, wooty woo, go ahead and cuss them out. <laughs> you got the insecure one that's at the table that's constantly doubting every decision you make. Yo. You have your inner childhood at the table who is just like constantly going through childhood trauma and all these internal people who you don't got in check right. dictate how you show up in certain relationships. So for example, you might get around family and now it's the inner childhood person at the table that's good yeah. in the loudest voice. Blessed but what side. that looks like is you not expressing how you feel right. in a family situation. You right. just sitting there acting like the little kid again. Yeah, so I timid, you know, I, and I, I, I would definitely say I sympathize with that because it's like, how do you navigate a, this space where you've come up as a child? And for us and our family, like respect. Is a, is a big thing. Yep. And our interpretation of respect is to, you know, whatever the, whatever the elders say, whatever <laughs> the elders say, you know, that's what you go with. So grandma, aunties, anybody older than you, you know, you just go with it. And I think, like, in terms of setting boundaries, we haven't set a boundary to establish that, hey, when I become adult, <laughs> you know, especially when I, you know, pay my own bills, find my own way, 
you know, we're we're adults. Yeah. And we should be able to have conflict or challenge each other without being at a level of disrespect, you know, or just flat out just behaving in a way that you would think we hate each other. And at its core, I feel like we love each other, I would believe. You know, so there's no way that I, I would not set a boundary. And that's that's one of my challenges, <laughs> you know, with my family is like, damn, okay, I can be shy, timid, and then, like you said, there's this duality because when I'm in my professional space, oh, I'm confident, right. I'm, on, I'm standing on business on everything, like, and I let my work speak for itself. And when I have to speak up, then I have no problem. Right. <laughs> you know, but I, then it's like, okay, but then in the family dynamic, it's the complete We opposite. in the kitchen. Now I'm just sitting there looking <laughs> like I don't got an opinion about anything. And I think, you know, we have to, especially, and I'm speaking for myself, challenge that because it's, it's not as healthy as we think it is and being so agreeable or, you know, not necessarily being our full selves with our family you know, for the sake of keeping peace because it eats away our own peace. Period. And pause right there because I think, and again, we're not experts, calm down. <laughs> but what I'm saying is anytime you're around family, if you feel an anxiety, if you feeling like you got to walk around on eggshells, if you having any feeling that's against, that's just against your happiness or your peace, yeah. it's, it's a toxic situation that has to be addressed yeah for sure and to begin even to start the process of liberated living you have to kind of go to those internal people internally first and you have to check them yeah and then you you know me and you was having this conversation create these boundaries and be like bottom line let me unpack what is the worst case scenario if i say no i'm not coming to thanksgiving this year what is the worst case scenario if i push back at my uncle for X, Y, and Z. You start thinking about the worst case scenario, you process that worst case scenario internally, and now you don't already process it. So Mm. go into that conversation ready to speak your peace at the end of the day. And we're not here to live out someone else's dream or what is someone else's vision of us. No, that's that's definitely, you know, a key point that I took away from you earlier when we was having our conversation about evaluating outcomes. Because that's a big factor of it and how we decide to make our decision. And if we ignore, like, what the outcome's the worst and maybe the best and and, and say, okay, well, we're just going to go with the flow, then we, we miss an opportunity for both of us. For me, for me to have my peace and for you to be able to respect that I'm doing this for the sake of us, that we can have a healthy relationship. And so that's that's one thing that, again, I feel like I'm, I'm constantly trying to challenge myself with is, you know, what's effective, you know, and what's healthy for me, you know, is, instead of, you know, just kind of like being agreeable in a sense and just saying it is what it is, you know, especially when I exist in other spaces. And it ain't is what it is. <laughs> and that shit ain't what it is. I'm going to tell you, you feel me? But again, I think, and there's so many dynamics and we discussed it about, what potentially impacts. And I think that is a, a unique perspective that we, we share is, you know, we recognize, you know, how important our family is. And we, 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 we want to, like, have such the best outcomes possible that we're willing to sacrifice. Right, sacrifice yeah. and challenge the, 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 the perspectives that we, you know, was brought up in. Yeah. And say, look, it's going to be difficult. It's going to be tough like, if we establish boundaries if we, you know, kind of create some 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 lines, you know, draw the line in the sand. You, you got know? to. And we, 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 we should have better outcomes for us, right? More and, healthy relationships, one that we can discuss, you know, difficult things. And, and to your point, like, you also, you have to define that, too. Mm-hmm. Again, you know, I'm challenging people on the work. Like, I think about a conversation me and my mom had a couple years ago, and pretty much to put it in short, the conversation was the mother who you were to me then is not the mother I need you to be to me now. Mm. And it was the same concept to her. I had to ask my mom, like, what are your expectations of a son in the now? And really have some real conversations around what does that look like? Because again, we can't be, you can't assume people are out here knowing how to love on you. I'll give an example. You could give an example as well. Like I think about my texts and my friends were making Mm. jokes like, yo, if you don't text De Rico by 7 a.m., just know that you probably oh, yeah. not going to hear because I'm up at 5 a.m. Oh, and everybody yeah. knows Stay normally like I that. respond to text messages <laughs> from 5.30 to 7 a.m. And then it might be hard to touch base with me for a while. But that is an indirect boundary that I created. Mm-hmm. It's like, y'all know 
how to communicate with me, when to communicate with me, you know where to find me. But then there's those other times where you might be at, I'll just say Thanksgiving because it just passed. You might be at a Thanksgiving dinner and some real racist shit pop out of somebody's mouth. Oh yeah. That comes against what whatever it is. Mm-hmm. No, we checking this shit, V. Let's, yeah, let's, gotta, let's hey, sit down. Straight up, you standing on business. We ain't tolerating none of that. Straight like that. Especially at out of line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's out of line. Nah, but for real, I think that's that's one of the key, you know, facts in, in it all is that like you gotta, you know, do what's best for you and that's create boundaries. But it is a bit challenging in, in ways because sometimes like it's family, people that have poured so much into you, people that have invested so much into you, but you've also evolved in a way, right? You've grown in, 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 in so many ways. And so, it's, yeah, I respect you as an elder. Yeah, I respect you as, you know, this particular family member. But at the same time, I got to respect myself first. Bro, it, I call it buying back stock shares, right? Mm. Like literally what you just said, think about it like this. At the end of the day, growing up, everybody has bought some type of stock in you, right? Mm-hmm. They've invested in you. Yeah. They poured into you. So by default, normally when you buy stock, you owe somebody something. Right. And oftentimes we navigate in the space of, yo, this so-and-so has done so much for me that I'm conflicted on my peace. Exactly. But at the end of the day, buy your fucking stock back, B. Mm-hmm. Buy it back. Thank you. Thank Let you. Let me get that back. I'm going to give you your thank you. Mm-hmm. Like, you got me here. But now I got, I'm responsible for me. I'm responsible mm-hmm. for my my family and my legacy and defining what that is. And I think even going to your point around, it's not about just creating boundaries, but you really got to understand the why exactly. behind your boundary. Mm-hmm. Is it certain triggers that's triggering you that is messing with your peace? Is it getting in the way of your goals? You can't just be setting boundaries. You know, oh, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't do 5 a.m. because I wanted to do 5 a.m. 5 a.m. is when I wake up, write my dissertation. I get ready for life. Mm-hmm. But then at 7 a.m. it's focused on life well like what is important to me you know to your point it's like understanding the why and being able to communicate it because i think that's the other part because we we sometimes know our why but it's hard to communicate or we don't stand by it and he's just like that'd be the part go with the flow type shit that'd be the part and 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 and, and to be honest (laughs) like i feel like i've 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 done that so many times and and it's it's a part of again just like growing and evolving that realizing that it's like it's more healthy for you to be direct. It's more healthy for you to establish boundaries. It's more healthy for you to, you know, be firm because if not, like, it's, it just becomes like the cyclical process of things happening in, in, in real time. And then you look back like, you damn, exactly. You don't have that happiness. You don't have that peace. All at the expense of trying to please someone else or fill somebody else's dream and or not saying anything because you done created a scenario in your head of you know what the outcome will be is is taking advantage to say look this is what i feel like the outcomes could be and then you you discuss that with that person and then y'all like okay well shit well we can reach a a consensus right but if we both so so stuck up on i'm not gonna you know express myself because so and so and then the other person feeling the same way. We walk around. We walk around here on eggshells, which again is sinning against yourself. Come on, like back to sinning against yourself to please someone else, Ain't and no it, peace it never and no liberation in that. <laughs> and gives you like that that certain peace that you don't you don't necessarily get by just existing. And it's not going to feel good, right? Mm-hmm. I think that's the part where we get lost that is damn it doesn't feel good so i'm not going to do it Mm -hmm. i'm conflicted liberate it's not going to feel good but again when you think about the bottom line to get the best outcome hopefully you know so i think that's what we like again understanding why we do what we do it's not like i just want to be an asshole you know and i think i I really think that we got to stop thinking that but that's what people do is just being an asshole and i don't feel like you know we take time to just be understanding. I feel like it's easier in, you know, the friendship dynamic than sometimes in the family dynamic. You know, like, Absolutely. shit, even with you, like, we, we, were, we were discussing, like, this whole, like, travel, getting to, to D.C. and so on and so forth. And you was like, you want to hit me up? And then, you know, shit, you, you always hit me up. Shit, I may not respond immediately, you feel me? So, again, for me, there's no particular time but I may not respond. But I know for you, shit. Like I know, like you said, huh? Like when I'm when I'm at the crib, hit bro. Like five, seven. 
that's gonna be the time zone. You feel me? Because your ass got so much going on throughout the day, it's impossible to get connected. And I don't take you for an asshole for that. And you know, it's again, some things are urgent. You feel like yeah. damn. I need brother to hit back right now. Right. At the same time, that should be still love. It, it's still again. When you, <laughs> like, I'm telling y'all, when you literally walk back of a scenario mm. or of a situation, like it's not as bad as right. it's always going to feel. And then I think it's also about removing that ownership and stop trying to dictate what you think somebody's going to say. So, for example, mm. I'll give y'all what Dewan's talking about. Like I was telling Dewan the other day. It was like mid-morning, and I was about to tell him my travel is changing. But then I started thinking to myself, like, wait, I know he's working right now. I Should I wait till he get here? Should I wait to do it later? I don't yeah. want to And I was like, it's not that big of a deal. <laughs> tell him your travel changed, and right. he can move accordingly, and now you're good to go. Like, yeah. can't be acting the way we think somebody's going to respond. Right. We got to give people. You're mm -hmm. cheating people out of really even having a response if you're just constantly thinking for them right. and moving according to the way you think they're going to respond to it. And yeah. I, I, I think that's a key point in highlighting the evolution of our friendship, like, and realizing, like, how we respond to each other, like, taking note and be like, okay, I understand, you know, his approach to X, Y, and Z. Especially on the business front, like, we, we when they come to it, like, we get straight to business. Like, it is what it is. Let's get to it. We know we got to travel. You know, we know shit going to change. We know we got, we, even though this is a big part of our life, we still got a whole lot of other shit going on. And so even yesterday with my travel, I was like fucking off, acting like I ain't make it. But, you know, it was just like a, a joking moment because I know how much like we've invested into Out of Line. And I know how much like we, we get excited about it because even when just talking to people, like they, they constantly giving feedback and it's down, this, this, this cool, this feels good. And I think that's a key driving factor for me is that this shit feels good. And so if I got to navigate, you know, a change in, you know, friendship or navigate like certain, you know, parameters or boundaries, that's totally fine with me. Because what we do, that shit feels good to be able to like come to this, this studio and even sit down behind these mics and, and, and discuss like various topics with such range. Like it feels good. Right. And so I value like your 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 perspectives on like establishing boundaries and being able to say, okay, this is where we draw the line, you know, but this is how we get to the, the best outcome possible, especially on the business front. So I think I, I'm constantly taking notes and learning from you on, on that regard because I'm like, damn, imagine if I can apply that to my family dynamics, especially on our business front because a lot of our family, you know, cooking, yep. catering, and everything else yep. dealing with food. So it's just like, why not? face that challenge head on and say hey this is because here's the best outcome that we can possibly look forward to if we take these these strides towards you know liber living a liberated life establishing what it is that we're, we're passionate about pursuing our peace you know and protecting one another so we can build our community and taking time to again not trying to sound cheesy like i know people are like yo we don't got fucking time for the powwow <laughs> y'all motherfuckers got time to do this self-work mm. no we all can be doing yeah like doing the self-work and i think like you said going back to that intentionality like giving another example we uber eats all the time right yeah. all, at least me i'm always <laughs> yeah, yeah you know uber eats and then one day i was just sitting listening to something it was just like we don't even think about how the food on our table got to our table right mm -hmm. like i didn't think about the fact that this man or woman or however they identify is driving to go get this food is really? parking is sitting in traffic not thinking mm -hmm. about the cashier who just got the work who's right. having a bad day to put this like mm -hmm. we it's about being reflective and being intentional you know and not going back to the beyonce album but renaissance there's this and heated, she's like a whole lot of texting, but no fucking conversation. Right. So you just trying to, like, you can't take up space in my life, B, to just be existing in my space. Exactly. And that's going to hurt people. You know, me and you talked about this. I was like, even since my granny's death, even some of my most meaningful, most positive relationships, mm -hmm. healthy relationship has got cut because mm -hmm. they don't align no longer right. with the new me and the direction that I'm headed in. Mm -hmm. And it's just like one thing I felt like my granny gave me with her death was like she lived a liberated life. Yeah. Like she lived, even her last 90 days on this earth, 
she was like, Minnesota, going to go see this grandkid. Yeah. I'm headed to the beach. I'm headed to Texas. You know, just jet setting, living up until the last text message she sent me. She was hyped because my aunt had just, you know, set up a new sound system in the house. Yeah, so she yeah. texted me like, yup, I'm going to sleep good now. You know, and that's how I want to die. Exactly. Like, I want to die with a legacy. Mm. I want to die with y'all knowing, like, I was passionate about what I, you know, was passionate about. I changed what I could change with that was happy yeah real life bro and i feel again acknowledging everything you've done like shit you 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 definitely on that path man like you've had the impact i've seen the impact like in professional spaces it's just again like you you've recruited how many damn students like come on not access to education i think of course we 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 behind these mics but you know again in our professional spaces there's a lot that we've invested into the community there's a lot that we've benefited from the community, you know, especially in the HBCU environment. It was just so much love there. Just the black community. Right, like, the black community in whole, as a whole. But when I was, like, in the HBCU setting, it just felt, like, so surreal that I can work with such dynamic people, you know. And yeah, we, by the we, way, HBCU is a historically black college and university. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm, my, you yeah if you listen to Out of Line podcast, you, you better know what HBCU is because you guys need to stop listening and go, hey, for real, yeah, come on now. <laughs> but but yeah, we we, we got to be clear on that. Like you said, historically black college and university, but we taking a different direction. You got a whole lot to look forward to uh, for next season. We taking a different direction on even how we approach this, because we've learned a lot. And I, I, I would hope that, you know, our listeners, everybody that's been supporting us will see, you know, the growth patterns. And we've, we've been taking notes. We've been evaluating this. So next season, like, we were just discussing, like, we, we need a producer. We we are getting a podcast yeah, producer. We will get, we will we... get one. We're going to speak that <laughs> shit into existence. We will get a podcast producer. Because, again, just realizing how fast-paced our lifestyles are, you know, and we always in motion. It's just like... It's a lot behind the scenes. Yeah. And we can't be wearing, you know, and that's with any new business. You can't be wearing all the hats and you want it to, to really have the impact that you want it to have. You right. got to be able to show up as your very best you and whatever that is, right? And I think we realized, and this is just for any entrepreneur, like I was like, all right, I, we, I can't be managing social media, yeah. production development, yeah. <laughs> sponsor development, budget, IRS. Like mm -hmm. it is a lot and it's a learning curve if you're not familiar. So it is like, how do we, you know, put off some of that work so we can really do what we want to do, Focus which is get this content. content. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Not intentional. Hey. laughs> 